Hi, welcome to Behind the Music Podcast. I'm Bridget Devin, and this is Lucas James. We are your hosts, and today we're excited to welcome Mike Weiner with Noma Music. Mike is president and co-founder and in charge of all things music. Um, And Noma is a licensing, artist development, and music publishing company based out of Texas. They provide soundtrack music globally to TV, movies, productions that want quality, non-library sounding music. Uh, Mike, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We're really excited to have you here and talk all things music and business. Great. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, our pleasure. So um, we'll just start off with, um, can you share with us how you first got involved in the music industry? Absolutely. Like a number of years ago, like I started as a buyer in a, in a chain of uh, New York stores. And um, as things got going, they made me the head buyer as we grew from up from like 10 stores up to like, I think it was close to 80 stores. And, you know, the record, the record label started noticing that I was a, uh, starting to like pick out bands of theirs or songwriters or new releases. And I, and I push them, I push them through my stores and I call my radio friends and my radio program directors. And I say, Hey, you know, let's, uh, here's a good, a good band. They have some good songs. Why don't we get them on radio and, and, uh, maybe you can, you know, get a lot of airplay on them and I can get them, um, get them going through the stores. You know, we can get them, get the record selling. And, and then, you know, the record label started noticing and the A&R guy started calling me and the, promotion guy started calling me and then you know we got going we broke a lot of backs but that that was my my intro and then after that i started doing band management and then i we moved out to california and then i ended up in la and then this was started in 1999 you know noma music which is a you know an acronym it's, it's short for network of musicians and artists that was the nice. original working name but we just showed it shortened it down to noma as an acronym and you know and that's what we still use today Awesome. So it sounds like you're a real tastemaker uh, when you came onto the scene and had a real strong ability to to see what acts could really do well. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, the, all the, all the major labels that uh, took notice, and um, they used to like you know call me up and say, "Hey, you know, which, which singles should we pull and you know get on radio and, and, and which who should we promote?" So yeah, so this was an easy transition doing this. You know, I was out. Of, I was out of the industry for a few years in between doing this. You know, I was managing a couple of bands. I had a, I had three bands. I was managing in the, in the San Francisco area, and then when I got into the LA area, I was managing a managing a couple of bands there. And then I, I started working with another indie label for a bit, but you know that didn't really materialize into much. And then I started working for a, a guitar player, and he was getting his songs onto television. This was at 1998. And um, so he, I was starting to make cold calls for him to the TV guys. And then, you know, about a year after that, I said, oh, I should do this myself. You know, I was starting to get yeah. a little uh, interested in the business. So we yeah. this. And, uh, you know, it took a few years to get going and make the contacts. And yeah, still doing it. So, you know, we, we track good acts now. You know, some, I have some name recording acts that have followed me from the record business. You know, these are household names that I represent. But we have a ton, a ton of indie guys that are, you know, just want to like, you know, get into the business and see if they can get, get their material heard, hopefully make some money, you know, get some good credits, some royalties. So that, that's kind of where we're at. Very cool. That it's, that's really interesting to hear. Um, I, I also want to ask, um, you know, with your experience, how has the music industry changed and how has music production changed since you've started working in it? 
How is what was the question? How has production changed? Yeah, um, we we talked about this a little in the email, but you know, we were talking um, about discussing how the music industry has changed as a whole, but also maybe about how music production has changed. Yeah, well, you know, in the old, in the, you know, going back, you know, I guess starting in the in the eighties, you know, everything started going more digital, mm-hmm. and you can see that the quality the quality of the music just changed a lot. And even today, what I'm seeing, like with, the, with the, my TV and movie guys and the productions I work on, they will say the same thing. Well, we're not really too satisfied with the way songs are being produced today, the quality of the writing. Um, there's no really great storytelling in the songs. So they're being kind of forced to go back to the, um, the old school music from the 80s, 70s, 60s, oh, yeah. 50s, even like I've been licensing 19. 40s music recently. I just had another song going to another big movie. It was recorded in 1948. I had something uh, just yesterday, actually, something in a Mexican television trailer, Mexican trailer, I should say. Yeah, I, movies, I, and uh, they took a song from me, a rockabilly song from 1958. So everybody's like, oh, well, the new songwriters are not not writing those great quality songs that that were from the past. We're going to start digging into the old the old catalogs. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting um, to hear. Do you think that was partly due to things becoming digital or just the landscape changing and, and or maybe um, less investment in learning the skill of songwriting or anything like that? Do you have thoughts on that? It's like um, when, I'm, when I'm seeing here, and I listen to a lot of, a lot of music that gets offered. You know, I do promotions with like another couple of companies online and like you know they they put us out there every so often you know, i get five thousand submissions at a time wow. and there's really no compelling songwriting I, i'm finding like maybe nobody's really really taking the time to really sit down and write great compelling songs they're not they're not doing it they're just yeah. not, i don't know maybe because everybody's doing it at home with home equipment you know like recording studios like they're getting scarcer and scarcer now in the old days everybody going to recording studio and you know, with multiple players and they were able to produce high quality songs and then get it mixed and mastered properly. So what I'm hearing nowadays is like a lot of the songs like homemade quality, they're not taking the time to mix and master them. They're not taking the time to you know, just write great quality songs, good melodies, good hooks, good lyrics. Again, I'm speaking about what works for us, you know. Right, totally. Perspective, getting yeah. the songs used in soundtracks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really... I listen for that's what works for us personally you know that that you know great songwriting works for us right and um how do you um bring on um songwriters I I went on your website and saw that you accept submissions um but are there other ways that people kind of find out about how to work with you they just contact us by phone or email I mean we, we do screening online I mean you know, that's, uh, you know, if somebody wants, you know, a songwriter or a band or a record label or a publisher, if, if they want to get their material heard by us, yeah. just have to, like, email or, you know, email some links over and say, hey, you know, you know, can you listen to our music and uh, see if it fits into you and what you're doing. And then we, we, we check it online. You know, we do an online screening and we listen. You know, I listen. And then if, if there's something there that has a wow factor or we honestly think, yeah, there's something here, there's something here that we think we can use. We'll um, we'll contact them back and make arrangements to get them into our catalog. Cool. That's so, really. Yeah, you know, you know, we're very yeah you know, we're very open about. Yeah, you know, we like listening to a lot of music because our 
we work with virtually every style of music known to man. I mean, if you want Russian hip hop, I have it for you. That's awesome. I love it. I, I, um, I, I get crazy requests here. I'm, I'm looking for something today just to give you an idea. I have a big TV show that contacted me just yesterday. And they say, hey, we're looking for really rock, very cool rock versions of the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, I saw that on your website. I was like, that is super yeah, interesting. I had Star Spangled Banner things here and some of my composers, but nothing really like hard, really high tempo energy, really yeah. interesting, cool and hip. So yeah. Then I, go, well, then I reach out to like, you know, those I work with and see if they have something or maybe somebody wants to try writing something if they're quick. Because I have yeah. a lot of stories that would like to try to write, that custom write, which I'm open for, but they got to be fast because the turnaround time on these projects is quick. The oh, okay. Guys have very, very uh, short, and, you know, they, they need things quickly. You know, the time, time spans are short, you know. Yeah. They don't have a week, so they want them quickly. Wow, okay, that's, that's I think, something important for people who w- would want to get into this business um, to know that, yeah, they'd have to be fast in their turnaround. And Mike, uh, what is your uh, advice to anybody who wants to get into this business? Like what things do they need to do to find um, people uh, to, and then also scale a company like yours? Uh, somebody that wants to start a company like this? Yeah. You have to have, you have, to have good ears, I think, number one. I, it's, you know, the, the business is really like this. Everybody in the world has come into this now since, since we started this. It's like... There's probably, I don't know how many companies out there, so-called companies that do this. There's tons. Everybody wants to get into this because, you know, nobody's selling CDs anymore. And, you know, some yeah. of the online, like Spotify and Apple, you know, they don't, you know, they don't pay a lot, a lot of money in royalties. So, you know, for right. somebody to really sustain themselves as a musician, you're either going to tour, you know, of course, during the COVID years, you know, business was shut down. So that, that took everybody, you know, out of the, out of the market. So everybody goes, well, you know, maybe we, you know, they see their friends getting uses in TV and movies that they read about and they go, oh, I can do this. But, you know, it takes a while. You know, you have to have the contacts. The production people are so overloaded with getting hit by everybody that's offering music. They don't even want to listen anymore. You know, they have their favorites they go to. So anybody, you know, it's probably be a tough go, I would think. Yeah. And then you, how do you, what, what does it look like? for the next like five to 10 years for your business? How do you grow it from here? What are your plans or goals? Or do you have any specifically? Well, we, we just want to keep going. We want to be like one of the, you know, the go-to guys for music, you know, but we're, we're only as good as like what the, what the songwriters offer us. You know, they have to, they have to come up with quality stuff. And you know, the way I see it, if they don't start writing better stuff soon, all the major labels are going to rule the world. You're going to see all their songs over and over again. The shows and movies and commercials. Mm. But that's, mm. you know, they have to have great quality songs, and if they're not getting them from the new the new crop of writers out there, they're going to dig into the old catalogs. And this has been going on already ten years. I started happening ten years ago. I was stocking up on all the material. I started coming. Super interesting. Super yeah, interesting. really. I started I started coming a long time ago. I started signing on people years ago that sounded like Elvis Costello and sounded like ABBA, sounded like Creedence Clearwater. I've had them in major, major, major shows and major movies already because they're, they're you know, they're a good substitute. You know, rather than get a Creedence song where you have to pay $100,000, $200,000 from a major label to license it and get it used, you know, they can come to somebody like us and get a sound alike, which we call, 
and uh, you know it won't cost them that kind of money yeah that's super interesting well thanks so much for being on the show mike i really appreciate it and um is there anything that you would want anybody to know about or how can they contact you or get involved or work with you well then go to the website you know the www.nomamusic.com you know we have phone numbers we're very artist friendly we're very phone friendly you know they can read they can read some of our parameters about what we look for again it's really broadcast we look for quality songs you know we're, we're open to anybody that has quality songs that are original that they own all the rights to that they want to like make available for potential uh, soundtrack uses uh, so cool you know we, we, we leave it open to anybody and that's globally you know it doesn't have to be u.s based you know we, we we place music all over the world in many different countries right and we can use different languages we can use all styles of music we can use non-vocals if they're really great for our ads and whoever else is looking for but but mainly a song company you know our claim to fame is really songs you know with, with, with vocals that's yeah. our claim to fame yeah that's like probably 99 percent of the business that we do anyway very interesting but, yeah but we leave it up but you know like you know if somebody wants to contact us you know we, we, we you know if we they have something that we like that's great you know Hey, cool. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for being on the show. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, for everybody listening, Noma Music has been able to become a staple in the music industry for music licensing and motion pictures, television, commercials, trailers, documentaries, and more. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. And for everybody tuning in, we really appreciate you, uh, you know, taking time to listen to Mike's story and hopefully maybe you reach out and collaborate with Mike sometime soon. So thank you, Mike, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you, Lucas. Appreciate you uh, having me on and Maybe we can do it again in the future and do some uh, video with this as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely.